Welcome. This is Incoming Go Podcast, serving you the latest economic news and issues of the nation, bringing you the hottest today. Together with your hosts, Jericho and Shireen, this is Income and Go. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views nor the positions of the institution they represent. On technological change, automation. AI seen killing more jobs in the Philippines. Advances in automation and artificial intelligence over the next decade are poised to take a brutal toll on workers, especially those engaged in manual labor and low-skilled agricultural roles. On globalization, President Bongbong Marcos on achieving economic and social stability raised to APEC leaders. How economies respond is critical in determining the fate of the planet we live on and will pass on to our future generations, the President stated. On the decline of unions and structural disparity, workers were left fighting for rights amid drawbacks from government and employers. The severe lockdown shuttered the economy and left workers and the poor without jobs and livelihood for months on end. On the eroding value of the minimum wage and institutional disparity, inflation has shaved 76 pesos off the 570 peso minimum wage in NCR. Workers call for a new round of wage hikes to recover their lost purchasing power not just in Metro Manila but in the whole country due to the surge in inflation. Good morning! Coming from De La Salle University. Welcome to Income and Go's first episode. We are your hosts, I'm Jericho. And I'm Shireen. Come and join our pod crew where we talk about the latest economic news and issues of the nation. Welcome, everyone. Welcome! I'm so excited for your first episode this morning. How about you, Jericho? I hope you're just as excited as I am. Siyempre! We got a lot in store for you guys, so stay tuned! Speaking of which, what a set of news and issues we have here today, Jericho. Indeed, such pressing concerns that are actually related to the topic natin for today's first episode. Economic equality. Hmm, or should we say disparity? Well then, Jaren, do these two concepts relate? Clearly, they have contradict each other. How do you think this affect our country today? Let's go and find out. First things first, Karen, economic equality. How would you define it? For me, economic equality is basically an economy that works for everybody. I agree with you. We should extend our efforts to understand economic conditions for households mostly especially for communities that are undeserved, low income or low wealth. Right. There should definitely be changes once we see that the poor remain poor while the rich actually become richer. Because the way I see it, there are these individuals who live with a lot of wealth so it's a given that they get more opportunities, perhaps more investments. Tapos ending, they further climb the economic ladder, unlike the working poor. Actually, there's this common saying, it takes money to make money. It becomes increasingly true once we look at the wealth gap the Philippines has today. Ikaw ba, how do you understand economic equality? What are your thoughts on this, Jericho? As for me, in line with what you said, economic equality is to identify how workers are paid right. Basically, when structural and institutional disparities are addressed. 
Structural and institutional disparities. What do you mean by this? Structural disparity is societal discrimination. An example of this is the unequal opportunities for men and women in the workplace. As for institutional disparity, these are policies that are discriminately carried out. An example of this can be when the companies do not hire high school student graduates. It's clear how these disparities suppress the ability of marginalized communities to participate in and benefit from the economy. Actually, I see this as something very hard to achieve in our country. What you said emphasizes the need for inclusive growth, which is one of the critical challenges of our time. So. The sad but true reality in this is that even if we strive for economic growth, there will always be far too many people who are left out. Mm. I get what you're saying. Income inequality is basically a manifestation of economic growth where the economy does not benefit everyone. It further aggravates the living conditions or socioeconomic hardships of the poor. This is such a pressing issue. Where do you think this is rooted from, Sharon? Actually, I've done my research and I can say that these disparities are rooted from factors like technological change, globalization, the decline of unions, and of course, the eroding value of minimum wage. These concepts that you said are actually issues that have been on our express news today. Definitely. First up, technological change. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear of technology, Jericho? One word. Convenience. Working has been so much easier through innovation. Well, sadly, it seems that it's not the case for everybody. Express News says AI seen killing more jobs in the Philippines. Possible increase in unemployment na naman to. It targets workers engaged in manual labor and low-skilled agricultural roles. Makikita dito ang inequality of opportunities for these people. Yes, technology and innovation have brought large benefits to our economy by driving productivity and growth. However, we should also consider what technology has replaced. These are mostly our labor employees, replaced by machines, resulting in job displacements in different professions. Evident in our factories, even in restaurants. Like nowadays, we can order through a device in restaurants. Some provide tablets and some have touchscreen kiosks. We can actually see McDonald's using these. There is no need for cashiers now. Actually, according to Oxford Economics, at least 1.1 million jobs in the Philippines will disappear by 2028 as rapid technological innovations force workers to adapt or go unemployed. At this point, the government and companies should just retool the skills of their workers in order to open up the other roles and alleviate the increase of unemployment rate. Moving on, we have globalization. What are your thoughts on this, Jericho? Globalization caters such a wide array of concepts. I mean, we're talking about how every country in the world is connected. For now, as stated in our Express News a while ago, President Bongbong Marcos is actually interconnected climate change is a phenomenon in our globalization stating that the economy's response is critical in determining the fate of the planet we live on. That would be passed on onto our future generations. The President directed this on APEC leaders. Now tell me Jericho, 
What is APEC and how would they exactly address this issue? Quick trivia. APEC, which by the way means Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, is actually the only international intergovernmental grouping in the world and the Philippines is a part of it. What is this organization actually does is to promote sustainable economic growth and reduce barriers for trade and investment without entering into legally binding obligations of members. Niya. So, if you ask me if this organization actually helps the issues of globalization and climate change, then yes, this is within their agenda. So, how does income inequality actually come into the picture? Good question. When climate change persists, it will have dramatic effects on inequality, poverty, and economic opportunity because these actually contribute to climate change. An example of this is social polarization. This is when the concept na underclasses actually recognized together with the income inequality. When a developing country like us, the Philippines, suffers from these issues, matik na magpo-focus tayo sa growth and development through this poverty and increase the living standards. However, in return, the country's emissions go up and alam naman nating these gases contribute to climate change. So let's say the Philippines focuses on growth and development sa ating agricultural sector to address income inequality, so more opportunities for your farmers, diba? But it will most likely contribute to climate change kasi in fact, more than half of greenhouse gas emissions in the Philippines come from the agricultural sector. Hmm, more or less, these policies are not eco-friendly. This is what President Bongbong Marcos wanted to point out during an intervention with APEC members. To be able to address issues like income inequality at the same time solve climate change through environmental sustainability. Let's move on with the decline of unions. News about workers were left fighting for rights amid rollbacks from government and employers. This is back during the lockdown because of the pandemic, Jericho. It is, pero we can see its effects up until now. The lockdown shattered the economy and left workers and the poor without jobs. Hindi naman lahat ng trabaho nagkikita sa work-from-home setup. At the same time, resources like internet and electronic devices are not really accessible to everyone. Some have very limited opportunities for income mobility. According to our news, employers use the pandemic as an opportunity to deny workers their benefits and their rights. This is an example of structural disparity which is so messed up, Jericho. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, now when establishments are open, they replaced regular workers with new hires with an endo status. These capitalist cringes, if I must say so myself, are exploiting the pandemic to bust unions. This was experienced by the Arca Glass Employees Union in Laguna. The workers accused the Arca Glass factory of discriminatory dismissals. Anti-union practices were also carried out as they dismissed unionized workers and replaced them with non-unionized workers. So in short, the decline of the unions are caused by the capitalists that discriminate against their workers. Ending, this factory filed for permanent closure. Oh, diba? Deserve. Aba, we do not stand for income inequality, no? Tama. Jericho, we're almost done for the day. 
For the last news, inflation has shaved 76 pesos off the 570 peso minimum wage in NCR. Palit ng palit yung minimum wage natin. Imagine, may mas bababa pa sa minimum? Hindi na natin kailangan mag-imagine, Sharon. This is reality! Right, we're talking about NCR here. Iba-ibang set minimum wage in different regions, ba? So, possible pa na may mas mababa pa ng minimum wage dyan? Oo naman. Actually, according to the Philippine Statistics Authority, the lowest daily wages were recorded in North Mindanao and Central Visayas at around 237 pesos to 260 pesos. Grabe, sabayan pa ng inflation. These workers can barely afford basic needs. Tubig, pagkain, kuryente, sa ganyang sahod. Bawal bang taasan pa yan? How are minimum wages in different regions even generated? As much as we want higher minimum wages, hindi lang to basta-basta binabago. Minimum wages are determined by the tripartite wage pool. So, ano nga ba to? Its purpose is to set fixed minimum wage rates in their respective regions. Because in every region, there is an industry that is relevant to it. It's up to the regional board to determine if there's a need to increase the region's minimum wage. A request shall be made, syempre. There are a lot of circumstances considered upon this request to determine kung dapat talaga siya palitan. Right. They conduct a series of consultations with the employer sector in a regional public hearing. And syempre, a lot more technical procedures for it to be legal. According naman sa news, workers in NCR are demanding a wage hike. They said that it is the best safety net for all workers. They are calling for a 100 peso wage increase, which they argue is a merely a wage recovery from the inflation we are experiencing now. Not only does the government owe workers due to persisting inflation, but also employers are obligated to share the wealth created by the labor of the working class, right? This kind of institutional disparity should be addressed. Oops, Jern, I think we're running out of time. With all that has been said during this episode, we would like to remind all of you the poor aren't poor because they want to be. And not all wealthy people got what they had through hard work. At the end of the day, whether you have experience struggling to make ends meet, employed at the low-wage jobs, had a hard time paying for tuition fees, or any financial crisis in this matter, thinking about your personal experiences with this issue might help you get more involved in the fight for this economic equality. Piten, don't worry, catch us again next episode to discuss the issue of inflation and what may be the solutions to these disparities. I think that is all of the time we have for today. Thank you for tuning in to Income and Go's first episode. Once again, this is Jericho Agkawin. And this is Shereen Tarabago. Check out our Facebook page at Income and Go for more updates. Catch us again next Thursday for more latest economic news and issues of the nation. Thank you and have a blessed morning, everyone.